Back up, please. Hello and welcome to Indica's episode number 141. I'm your host Aditya and along with me I have Abhishek. Hi. You sound tired. You I just made myself a uh, cup of coffee which was so bad that I had to keep it aside, you know. So, a cup <laughs> of coffee at 6 in the evening is a good thing to have but this recording came in the way. So, there is half a cup of coffee staring in front of me. Not very happy with myself. And I've just finished, uh, emptied a packet of bourbon biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> is that okay. the, is that is that probably the most popular biscuit, bourbon biscuits, chocolate biscuits? Yes, I think it is equivalent of Oreo cookies in... Ah, wait, by the way, it's coming to India now, huh? Ah, it has, it has, it has come to India. Nice ad that they have there. Oh, that's made by our friend Rakesh, who works with yeah, the ad. Yeah. Oh. The ones who are in the US would... You're wondering what we are talking about. I think you can you can find it on YouTube. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it should be there. So it, it's done by Rakesh, is it? Yeah. Yep. He's the guy behind the film. Yeah. Oh, nice. They can look that way. I told him the same. <laughs> you know that um, we've had an exciting couple of weeks. A very important thing happened while we were gone for these two weeks, mm-hmm. which is obviously the Anna Hazare fast unto death, which he finally succeeded, and government had to cave in. And agree mm-hmm. to all the demands that he had. Right. In fact, the, on day two, I think few hours after we recorded the previous episode, uh, Sharad Pawar tendered his resignation from the so from he, the group of ministers that was supposed to be uh, working on the Lokpal right. bill. Yeah. Yeah, but the questions that are being asked now are are slightly different. What do you have to say about Anna Hazare's certain comments which are being talked about in the media? One that, couple of things. One is that he said, common man, the Indian common man doesn't understand the power of vote and that he can be purchased for a sari or a few hundred rupees. I, I, and that didn't go down well with the media. I heard him make that comment and he was responding to a question by a journalist where he was asked as to that a democracy has a process. Why don't you become an elected member? And then come into the system and try to change the system then. So his response was that I don't have enough money because I'll even lose my deposit, he says. You know that uh, whenever a candidate, uh-huh. you know, put, puts in his nomination uh, for election, right. he also has to deposit certain amount. And if you don't get a particular amount of votes, that deposit gets confiscated. Ooh. Okay. You are, are you saying that he was quoted, misquoted No, again? no, no. He was absolutely quoted. I mean, that is what he said. So he said that I'll not all, even get my... A deposit back because mm-hmm. I will lose. I, I will lose for sure. And then the uh, journalist asked him, Ki, why do you say so? So he says, because the electoral electorate here, they mm-hmm. lack awareness. They don't know how important their vote is and casting it to the right person, kitna important hai, because they can be bought over that. And he actually said, you know, Daru ka paisa deke kharid leta unko. And he was right. Wasn't he was he? right. So, I, yes. Know. And I have seen it on, in fact, the media has shown Lalu give away notes to people like in a famine prone area when there is a truck of food that comes out. You see the hundreds and thousands of hands that go out on the truck, oh, yeah, at yeah. the back of the truck. So very similarly, there was, there was a group of Lalu's tattoo. Correct. They were handing out notes and there were thousands, hundreds of hands up, up there trying to grab as much as they can. So, the media themselves now, the next thing that we read in the papers is uh, Anna Hazare should not have done this or should not have taken... That is what is coming out now, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they are trying to... Now it is 
these we are talking about unknown group of people who are against the entire anna hazare movement that has happened now because as soon as we saw the first day of drafting the bill an anonymous cd was sent to all the media houses in which shanti bhushan who is the co-chairman of the drafting committee of the lokpal bill from anna hazare's side usme wo cd had conversations between shanti bhushan and amar singh about fixing a verdict in a particular court okay because yeah. he he is a chief justice ex chief justice his his son who is also part of the committee drafting committee is a supreme court judge so all these things have started happening the smear campaign so called or is pay in fact aaj there is a news um, saying that anna hazare has written a strongly worded uh, letter to sonia to sonia uh-huh. madam saying that asking her to rein in her goons or unnamed people and stop this smear campaign that is happening this is just tactics to derail the drafting committee she has written a two page letter apparently to her i hope some of this works because whatever uh, be the opinions of the people who think that this is blackmail and that not part of the democracy i think what uh, what do you think about that i i have that as a uh-huh. point a couple of views have been expressed on the about yes. the whole movement that just happened though those four mm. days and one of the thing was was the method correct is fasting unto death equivalent to blackmailing what what do you think after about a year and a half or after 43 years of uh, wanting to pass a particular bill which is supposedly important to the common man if that's not happening then what anna hazare has done is not blackmail but the last resort it's after having taken adequate steps 43 years is a long time for yeah. a committee to even get together and start making or at least pretend that they are working so it didn't happen and this was this is something that has been tried and tested and a very satyagrahic way of showing I mean protesting showing disagreement yes. right yes Absolutely. the jantar mantra the place where he did this it is known it is a public platform where there are tibetians who pray for political freedom there are students sometimes you know uh, they launch their case against a principal or a headmaster who is sacked or there are minor politicians who are very desperate for attention there is a time and place for everything like we say the time was right because it it's taken like a, for the third time i'm mentioning the 43 years and the place that is it's in delhi where things don't move or move yeah the way i look at it is that there are two ways of showing disagreement to anything right the first one is do it peacefully and the second one is what political parties or their hired hands usually do is go burn buses go shut shops go destroy public property okay or announce a band i would say that is also aggressive protesting announcing a band mm-hmm. band is economically it is very destructive so and what anna hazare is saying that even if you say he says that okay you call it uh, my fasting you call it blackmailing that's mm-hmm. fine he says so be it agar blackmailing hai to blackmailing hai like whatever i yeah. whatever i did was good for the people and not for myself i think he succeeded in fact even rajnikanth put his hand up and said that i am willing to join anna hazare on his fast what do you think about that there were so many people who came in after uh-huh. this one guy stood up uh, obviously amir khan showed his uh, support yeah. rajnikanth as you said right now there are these loads and loads of journalists who went there you know kiran bedi was actively involved and so many other baba ramdev also came down there you need someone of the stature of uh, anna hazare to pull a program at a national level but why nobody knows why yeah outside example, maharashtra nobody knows anna hazare typical uh, probably okay i mean if you contact uh, well, it's, it's slightly disputable because i'll give you another example have you heard of uh, manipur's iron lady 
there there is this news of uh, she completing 10 years of fast her name is sharmila and for the past 10 years she is on a fast and i'll tell you why uh, basically she's been fed through a pipe if i may say that a pipe that goes through her nose into her stomach right so she is being force fed and uh, it's like the controversial armed forces special powers act 1958 oh, yeah. she wanted to change it because there was some uh, some 10 civilians at a place called malom in imphal they were shot down and it's called the malom massacre and uh, the the ones who who was killed one of them was a 62 year old old woman uh, and an 18 year old kid she was part of a group and she now she's the only person who's doing it to amend certain things in that act so that these things do not happen again there is someone who is doing it and nobody knows about that person because it's not being shown enough in the media or that the cause is not big enough to be placed in national newspapers unfortunately one of the two so in this case in anna hazare's case the man was part of the indo pak war we know that very well he has a documented history has a padma vibhushan behind him and he's fighting for something that the whole of india knows about that is corruption in congress the string of scams that have come about in the past 8 months so i think both of them you know fuse just about and and bring about the power of other people also saying hey we are with you correct and i think the timing was absolutely bang on right i mean the the corruption levels were getting ridiculous yeah. it was right after the world cup so even the media needed something and he he himself said it that they postponed the starting of commencing the fast after the world cup because bahut halla machta tha and he actually said it another point that was raised was what is lokpal bill actually going to accomplish mm-hmm. it is just creation of another body and there are so many bodies already governmental or non governmental bodies ya investigative bodies present in india so why create another one so that point was also raised by many of the you know sociologists political people and all those guys for, for example take cbi right i went to the cbi ka website just out of curiosity as to what their mandate is and their mandate is actually very similar to what the lokpal is going to be hmm. did you know that cbi ka preceding body was a special police establishment karke tha which was formed during world war 2 in 1941 and it was it was in the department of war during british india it was set up to enquire into and i'm i'm reading it this out from the cbi.gov.in website uh, it was set up to enquire into allegations of bribery and corruptions in war related procurements okay later on mm-hmm. it was formalized as an agency of the government of india to investigate allegations of corruption in various wings of government of india by enacting delhi special police establishment act 1946 in 1963 the central bureau of investigation was established by government of india with a view and here is what it is with a view to investigate serious crimes related to the defense of india corruption in high places serious fraud cheating embezzlement and social crime particularly of hoarding black marketing profiteering in essential commodities and later on these powers went into terrorism as that came in now mm-hmm. terrorism has further been uh, given given out to the nia the national investigation authority i think the one that was formed after 2611 so the basic the thing what i want to say is that the roots of cbi are also similar in fact it is and there is no secret about it there are two bills one is the draft lokpal bill 2010 and the jan lokpal bill which is now that in the past three weeks that they are gunning for and one of the features one of the points there is that lokpal will have police powers 
and that they can register FIRs and Lokpal and anti-corruption wing of CBI will be one independent body. Ah, so they want right. to take that part out of CBI is what you are saying. Or maybe the other way of putting it is they want to infuse Lokpal into that particular so jurisdiction will be Lokpal as well as CBI. So they will cross paths and they will be one independent body. I'm just, I'm just worried about, you know, this is a very valid point. If there is already a CBI, there is already a Central Vigilance Commission, uh, the right. CVC, then why do you need a separate body? So will there be another body to, uh, you know, supervise the operations of uh, this body yeah, Lokpal that will be there. <laughs> that's, that's all we need, don't we? Wait, another so, body. But, but earlier it was said Lokpal will be an advisory body. Correct. So it will forward its report to the quote-unquote competent authority and they'll do what it takes to get justice. But now it is said very explicitly Lokpal will be much more than an advisory body. It will be granted and should be granted powers to initiate prosecution if anyone is found guilty. So Lokpal will also be part of the implementing committee wherein it, it won't just say what other, you know, other committees do. We read about the JPC, right? Joint Parliamentary Committee. Correct. So that's a committee which will only propose and will not implement. Lokpal will go up and propose as well as try and implement. So they will go ahead basically prosecute directly to the Supreme Court or something like that. But yes. CBI does that. Yeah, that's true. The question is why create another body? Yeah, why, create a, why create a yeah. shadow body or something like that? Because the mandate pretty much seems, the, seems similar. Fair enough. I'm pretty sure that this is the first step in at least solving that corruption problem, I don't know whether it is the step in the right direction, you know, mm. or are we just increasing the mess. So, what, what what more is going on? While this is happening, elections in Assam, Tamil Nadu, Kerala are going on. They went on pretty smooth, they say. That's what they Oh, did. yes, 78% turnout, uh, which beat the previous highest, 76.57 uh, back in 1967. And the election commission has done a pretty good job. Uh, apart from deploying the the police, the some part of the army, there were also cadets. Now that the show is over, that is the voting season has gone by. There, there are cadets who are manning the counting section. That is the the ballot boxes. In fact, in Tamil Nadu, there was a flying squad of um, commission, election commission. They seized, hold your bread, 29.87 crore in cash. Uh, another surveillance team recovered 9.24 crores. Income tax department officials recovered 15 crores during the run-up to the poll. So a lot of money was seized during the poll. But the good part is that in spite of all this or maybe because of all this, the people are coming out and voting. I was surprised uh, with the number in, um, I mean, Pondicherry is a fairly educated town, but in Assam also. Assam saw pretty high turnout. And more, more importantly, women uh, came out and voted far more, I mean, women's participation was 95.57% and uh, women outnumbered male voters in more than 23 districts. Do you think and people earlier hesitated to let women out, go out and vote? Or women were disinterested maybe, or there were other things on their plate during the daytime yeah. to be going out there to a school and standing in the line and vote. But today, obviously, with the amount of campaigning and mass media and the importance of voting, Men would also encourage their women to okay go out and vote. So, what else are women up to? Apparently, they are watching a lot of IPL. Uh, that is what the statistics are saying. A lot more women and children are watching cricket matches these days, especially after the World Cup. I remember my, you know, Ravi, our friend. His mom uh, and cricket are like what North Pole and South Pole. Sorry for the cliche, but <laughs> but, but but she would time her evening walks 
डिपेंडिंग ऑन वेन सचिन वुड बी प्लेइंग और वेन दे वुड बी दैट हाफ एन आवर ब्रेक बिटवीन टू इनिंग्स सो पीपल एक्चुअली स्टार्टेड वॉचिंग क्रिकेट आफ्टर इंडिया बीट ऑस्ट्रेलिया दैट टाइम वेमेन स्पेशली Do you think that this is all a sham and people they just want to put out a press statement saying that a lot of women are watching so that lot more advertisers I mean FMCG hmm. advertisers will come on board I think there is a no statistically women ah that's a good point I'm wondering Because right now if you see that statistically can they they can't really calculate statistically how many women saw it right because the TAM data or the research data would only show the television sets which were on On, on a particular time slot right and this can be accomplished this can be accomplished only through a survey or something like that yes and you having been in a research marketing research agency you know how authentic these surveys are oh let's not paint everything in the same brush but there are companies like l'oreal they did not spend money during the world cup they waited until the ipl started because they thought women would watch ipl more than they would watch an 8 hour match which is a fair assumption right 3 hours the odds of a woman watching or a lady watching an ipl are far more as compared to the world cup so given a chance in cricket if there is a cosmetic product they would definitely go for t20 absolutely i think that yeah. is fair but i would just like to think that but i think after mandira beri things definitely looked up for the women let's let's talk what do you mean by looked up about Here's a lady who knows nothing about cricket, and yet she is talking about it. So I can let me at least watch the game. Yeah, I am definitely qualified to qualified to at least watch the game. Then, watch the game. and even ask stupid questions. Earlier, how was it that you know my my mother used to be very conscious about this thing. She wouldn't watch the match because then she would ask questions uh, which were deemed to be stupid and obvious questions, right. and she was very hesitant to ask that. But I, as you say, you know, after seeing Mandira Bidi being an expert, and she has. She has a sports column in Times of India. It's there on the main sports section. I hope she must. She would have got better after all these years. So you know, maybe she has earned it. Yeah, and earlier, you know, I uh, when when you read those things, she was talking more about what the crowd was doing and all those things. But now she is actually talking about cricket, and it was maybe somebody writes for her, or maybe she is doing a good job. One of the two. Ah, uh, she. Yeah, I think she is. She is doing okay. I don't read her columns. What do you think about Ravi Shastri? By the way, couldn't have a more. cliched commentator in the world but he has been there for 10 years i mean it's difficult oh you're talking are, are you talking about his columns his columns i mean every he writes well he's very opinionated and i like his columns i like his writing more than i like him behind the mic exactly he repeats himself he is yes. very predictable when he is the, the ball went like a tracer bullet or ants in pants whenever jonty rhodes is on the screen oh really <laughs> and then and then if, if ravi shastri is uh, commentating and if the If there's a fielder chasing the ball, you can just put the TV on mute and say, "And the ball will win." <laughs> the ball will win. <laughs> But I think give him. He's been there for ten years. I think earliest, yes. probably earliest commentator, probably the first professional commentator from India. Easily, I love him when he is given those five minutes to interview players just after the match yes. or during the presentation ceremony. He is absolutely brilliant with his questions. He knows exactly what to ask, and he'll not let the captain or the the man of the match award. You know, go with unless he gets an answer. He keeps probing, and that's a tough job. Those five minutes you have to pull in some fifteen questions, and to remember not having a paper, he does a good job. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But let's talk about Sachin Tendulkar winning the Wisden's leading cricketer in the world again, or for the first, for the first time. First time, yeah. Last eleven years, and it was last uh, on two occasions. It was Virendra Sehwag, and now it's Sachin Tendulkar, Wisden cricketer of the year. 
he scored 50 test hundreds this year i mean not this year but reached that mark this year and then the world cup win and then the fantastic um, ipl 100 also oh yes and double 100 against south africa in 2010 and 1500 test runs havoc completely and you've got to see when siddhu talks about sachin the other day i was watching a youtube video where Siddhu was addressing a crowd of Rotary Club members. Oh, I, even I saw that video. Very that? awesome video. <laughs> <laughs> where he's talking about that 1989 match where Sachin, Sachin was facing uh, Wakar Yunus and the, the ball hits him in the in the nose and then he, he's saying he falls down like a pack of, like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> to, to come to the point, what happens is he hits the next ball for four, right? Yeah. Sachin, very, it's a documented fact. He comes down the track and uh, hits him behind the bowler's, bowler's head, Wakar Yunus, and then both stare in the middle of the pitch. And uh, Siddhu says, I don't know if you saw this, Siddhu says that I've never asked Sachin what this means in Marathi. And he said this to Vakar Yunis, Tuja Aita Go. I've never asked Sachin what that means. But, I, <laughs> but he said this. <laughs> and I think I would, I would, I don't think it is made up. A 16 year old Sachin Tendulkar all pumped up after being hit down would probably have said that. <laughs> Absolutely. And what's going Paul, well, 30. Let's talk about the star of the IPL 4 so far. Ah, yes. Did you know Paul Valthati, he lost three years of uh, cricket because he got hit on the eye during the under-19 campaigns that he was participating in. He lost three years. He's 27 now. I didn't know that fact. But he's come out of nowhere. He's the highest uh, scorer in uh, IPL right now. Century and then taking four wickets. um, And within what, a span of three days. Yeah, back-to-back matches. Pakistan is planning an IPL type of a league as well. And they are planning on playing it at probably in Dubai is what, they, what the news is. Because nobody wants to go to Pakistan, obviously. Yes, and nobody wants to take Pakistani players in IPL, India, unfortunately. What do you have to say? I mean, I'm digressing again. If we call their Prime Minister to watch an India-Pak match in Mohari, in the wheel of friendship and peace talks, and then you don't allow Pakistani cricketers to play in the IPL because of political reasons, it doesn't seem to add up. So, are they officially banned by India or are they banned by BCCI? That's or? a very good question. Unfortunately, with BCCI, there is nothing official or unofficial. They just say it and it's there. The, the, the right people know about it. So, right people here would be the Ambani's and the Shahrukh's and the Piti Zintas who own the clubs. And uh, they are simply not buying them. Or they would say that strategically they don't fit our playing eleven, but... It's too big a coincidence that nobody wants a Pakistani player. Do you think it will bring bad rep to the franchisees if they buy a Pakistani player? I think they would have just been told by the BCCI that Stay you do this team. and you'll be going against here. Yeah. So this is not doing because come on, we have who would not want to buy a Shahid Afridi or a or an Abdul Razak for that matter? I would not like That's to buy Shahid Afridi. Hmm? I would not like to buy Shahid Afridi. If you're buying a Yusuf Pathan who hits once in 10 innings, then I think Afridi will do a good job once no, in 10 Afridi, innings. No, Afridi, Afridi is, he, he probably has bipolar disease. I mean, have you been reading his comments that he's been making? He goes there, he says that Indians are nice. A day later, he says, no, Indians are not nice. They don't, then he says, oh, please take us in IPL. Then someday, I promise I will not tamper the ball. (laughs) He comes up with all these things every other day. So I I think he seriously has a bipolar disorder. I think Pakistan Cricket Board does. Ah. No one will watch that IPL. Who's going to be interested in watching a Pakistan Premier League? Come on. It won't happen. They have been planning this for the past two years. 
since uh, just before the attack of Sri Lankan players in Pakistan, it just won't happen. It's too much to pull off. And there it's going to happen. It all matches cannot happen in Sarjah or in Dubai. Yes, so those were the topics that we had for the episode 141. We have, by the way, we should tell our people that we have started a new paid podcast called The Curious Mind. It's again between Abhishek and I are hosting that podcast, but it's a paid-only podcast. It's a subscriber-only podcast, $5 a month, and uh, the first episode is freely available so that you know what we are going to be doing there in that podcast. You will you will get that in this in the feed someday very soon. So keep an eye out on that. Any feedback on that one will also be appreciated. Uh, log on to www.theindicast.com to post your comments about Anna Hazare or what you think about whatever we have discussed. Abhishek, you want to add anything more? Yeah, that's about it. You also go check out the website where we've started a new series where we talk with uh, oh, yeah. the upcoming bands from Mumbai or from India, the rock bands from India. There are quite a few. The Bombay Rock Association, which is this non-profit organization, trying to get that picture up in India. So we are trying to reach out to as many bands, music bands as possible. And if you guys, anyone listening out there, know of a few bands that you think are good, just help us with the contact. We'll definitely try and bring them on just to spread the word of music generally. Because it's not that much in India, is it? We don't have a Rolling Stones or we have a euphoria of Palash. See that band is a split now, yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of interesting bands are out there. We have spoken Darshan, who talks to all these bands, these music bands. He's recorded three such podcasts four. with four such podcasts with different bands. So check it out. I mean, he just has casual conversations, their inspirations for music and all those sort of things. So check that out. Yeah? It's important to support all these guys. That's about it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.